Warning. The Federal Communications Commission has determined the following content to be emotionally harmful. Young children should not view this content under any circumstances, even if supervised by a parent or guardian. The views and opinions expressed, including the depictions of persons of color and members of the LGBTQA community, do not reflect any official policy or position of the U.S. government. This program contains graphic language, violence, nudity, misogyny, racism, anti-Semitism, hate crimes, and depictions of sexual assault. Be advised. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the table. I am Antonio Padilla, as always, and with me is the Red Dog, the champ. Give it up for him. Cliff Miller, say what's up. What's up, what's up? There he is. <laughs> and with us, uh, again, as always, is Mr. Swagtastic. Swag, say what's up. Hey. There he is, there he is. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a show for you. Uh, before we get into that, let, let's remind everybody out there to drink your water. It is good for you. It's always a good thing to stay hydrated. And, uh, you know, it, it is winter, so remember, fire. Wonderful it's fire. fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'll definitely warm me up this, this winter. So, all right, let's get into it. Before we get into all the big stuff that dropped this week, uh, Cliff and I both have a few things that we want to shout out real quick. Cliff, why don't you go ahead and tell us what's dropping on November 12th? Yeah, so we got the greatness of uh, Disney Plus that's going to be dropping. Um, there's right. a couple of packages you can do the month to month, or you can do the year, which is sixty nine mm-hmm. ninety nine, which is when I signed up for. But what's crazy too is that if you're a Verizon customer, you can actually mm-hmm. get Disney Plus for free for a year. Yeah. So yeah, all my Super Verizon crazy. customers yeah. out there need to uh, take full advantage of that because that's important. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for letting all of us know that cliff. Cause I didn't know that. <laughs> so right. <laughs> right on. If you're going to get your Disney plus package, you might as well, like if you can, you might as well get it for free. So there you go. Uh, and then the one thing I want to give a shout out to before we start getting into all the, uh, the big stuff, uh, as of this recording, it is November 10th, 2019. This is a Sunday. Um, and it is in my t- time zone. Anyway, it's four fifty-five PM. So, uh, so I want to talk about something real quick that happened yesterday, which was which would be Saturday, uh, November 9th. Uh, the release of the Snyder Cut movement was trending again on Twitter, and both Jason Momoa and Ray Fisher got in on it this time. Uh, they both released images from the Snyder Cut, which sent people into a frenzy. That yeah, was pretty awesome. And uh, they both uh, tweeted the hashtag, released Snyder Cut. And then Ray Porter, our dark side himself, also tweeted, got in on it. Uh, he tweeted out to AT&T and Warner Brothers, saying that uh, the voices of all the gods seem to be crying out in unison. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. So shout out to everybody who got that trending. I really think we shook uh, Warner Brothers. Yes, I, fe- I felt it. And I think we all did, so. Congratulations, uh, and yeah, just shout out to everybody out there doing your thing. So, all right, let's get into it because we got a couple of trailers to talk about today. Um, we got the trailer for Blumhouse's and Universal's um, revival. I don't, I don't necessarily want to call it a reboot or a remake, uh, mostly because I'm not sure which one this 
falls under. And yes, there is a difference. Uh, but we did get the trailer for The Invisible Man starring Elizabeth Moss. And uh, speaking as someone who didn't really have a whole lot of expectations, certainly not high expectations, once I saw the trailer, I thought, oh, man, this is this is definitely on my radar now. So um, and I know Swag and Cliff both just watched it. So uh, with it fresh in your you guys's minds, um, what did you think about this trailer? Are you excited for it, Swag? Uh, I'm definitely interested for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you're just watching the idea. I mean, just watching the trailer and then like getting kind of a bit of the story and the idea of the main villain yeah. uh it, it's it's re- a really interesting idea and i think yeah i'd probably i'd probably uh like to see it <laughs> yeah yeah same uh cliff what do you think about the trailer uh i i thought it was trippy um <laughs> Yeah, I think there's sure. there's a spot where uh, Elizabeth was like just staying on the porch, and then like you see her breath come out the background, and I was like, yeah. "This mm-hmm. is a badass spot. I really <laughs> yeah." <laughs> it's like the little details, and it was like yeah. at ear level, so you're like, "Yep, you could definitely yeah. tell this person's taller." So I definitely like yep. that. I mm-hmm. I was gonna I was gonna crack a joke at first and be like, "Man." I don't know if anybody knows, but in independent scene, independent wrestling scene right now, there is the Invisible <laughs> Man versus. Yeah. Uh, there's there's an actual YouTube video of the Invisible Man wrestling the Visible Man, and uh, <laughs> it's a real wrestling match, and it's so crazy. It's so much fun, but the crowd gets you more hyped into it. It's like, I've already seen the movie. I watched a wrestling match, but <laughs> there was that scene where nice. the cop shot himself in the knee. Well, obviously, he didn't mm-hmm. shoot himself yeah. in the knee, but yeah. I was like, yo, this is yeah. this is way better than Hollow Man. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. I was waiting to see which one of us was going to bring that up first. <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah. I feel um, just having seen the trailer, like because obviously this is something that has its roots in sort of the universal uh, horror, the history of the, the, the universal horror pictures. So I really dug that this kind of goes back to that. Like it's much more a horrifying version of what would happen if somebody could, could make themselves invisible and sort of stalk someone uh, like cliff was saying there's that moment where you see the breath of air and it's like you know like you you kind of forget like yeah it's about someone who's invisible but that does not limit sort of the visuals that you can create with that yeah. considering you can't you can't see the character but that's when you have to really get creative like even the shot you know where she's like there's someone sitting in that chair and you can clearly see the indentation of somebody sitting in the chair it's like <laughs> yeah man that's scary that's scary stuff you know <laughs> so yeah man i dig it i dig what they're doing um this was i know it was written by but, um cliff swag um help me out here because i know you guys just saw the trailer but what is this also directed by lee one because uh the reason i bring that up is because uh yeah he was the guy who wrote and directed upgrade which i loved dear <laughs> and uh he he's actually friends with james wan and he he has a cameo in Aquaman. He's the pilot of the car that Arthur and marriage out of. So just the, just a fun little fun fact. But I mean, like, I, I enjoy his work. So, you know, if he is indeed the man behind this, like, sign me up. Yeah, so I'm into it. I'm into it. You got my money. I'll be there. And it is worth noting that I this kind of flew under the radar. So, so I'm, um, I think we've mentioned the that whole 
dark universe that they were trying to do and how that collapsed <laughs> with just the mummy having come out universal gave sort of all those properties to blumhouse like they, they they've said hey blumhouse if you want to take a crack at it go and i know it doesn't seem like it from this one trailer but this is supposed to be sort of a lower budget version of like hey we're gonna try and do that again spend a hundred million dollars on it and get tom cruise to star in this thing you know what i mean <laughs> so hopefully they can get it right this time i mean this trailer looks like they're off to a good we'll see we'll see how it goes cliff um i so i'm not against it i really am not and if i can get a studio like blumhouse who've put out like a lot of good quality horror movies like i'm 100 mm-hmm. on board um i just i i've seen you know some of their later stuff that's been coming and I'm like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. But if they can get a whole, like the whole genre, and they'd be like, hey, mm-hmm. we want you to do a Wolfman movie, oh, I'm 100% yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel too. Like, if you give them like the Wolfman or Frankenstein or Dracula and all that, yeah, man, I'm I'm for it. I'll I'll definitely check that out. Like like I said, because if they've got people like uh, Lee Wan L attached to it, like I, you know, I'm I'm a fan of that guy already. So yeah, man, I'm into it. Swag, what do you? Think? Yeah, for sure. Uh... It, it's kind of to me like it, it is like kind of crazy that like, after marvel started their cinematic universe <laughs> yeah. starting to do theirs mm-hmm. but like that's the thing like, uh it's kind of interesting and i feel like if you can get the right stories and characters it could work and make a really interesting cinematic universe so i'm yeah. definitely interested to see what they do with this yeah me too I agree. I agree 100%. And, you know, as long as they get the right creative people behind the camera, I think it should be pretty good. So, and I mean, like, they're off to a great start already. So, you know, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. But so far, so good. All right. Uh, let's get into the other trailer, which uh, I unfortunately, like stupidly, forgot even came out this week. But Cliff was good enough to catch it. So uh, uh, we did get the trailer for the new Pixar movie, Soul, which we did talk about a couple episodes ago but uh cliff why don't you go ahead and uh take the take the reins on this one because unfortunately i haven't checked it out but um yeah what did you think about this cliff how how are you feeling about it so just looking at the cast alone like i'm mm-hmm. overly excited about um you know, you get quest love from the roots mm-hmm. you know you're also yeah. gonna get jamie fox you get tina fey um of course we're gonna get ratzenberger you know, he's in every <laughs> yes. Pixar movie. He's in all of them. <laughs> all of them. Um, I so watching back this movie and watching this trailer, it's very interesting because you know it does take. It seemed like it takes place in New York, which mm-hmm. surprise, surprise. I feel like that's where all the movies take place nowadays. Um, yes. But we, but what we do really get is that we're starting to to understand like the music, musicality behind everything. So I think for me, this trailer just I don't know it puts it over the top for me. I'm 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 hyped to see uh pixar's newest project yeah yeah good you know that's all right on the head uh just from what i've heard about the movie so yeah man sounds like sounds like they nailed it and again it is worth noting that uh trent reznor and atticus ross are doing the score for this movie so i can't wait to hear that uh i am going to talk more about them later (laughs) so yeah um swag what do you think i i don't know have you seen the trailer no i haven't um Mm -hmm. but even just hearing like all those names yeah and you know even knowing about trent and atticus like it's i'm definitely super interested like oh yeah i'm gonna have to check out the trailer after we're done recording oh for sure for Uh, sure so yeah yeah i'm i'm in i'm definitely in yeah me too man they got they got me like as soon as i heard about this project i was in so and like you got both of you guys are saying like uh the talent that's attached to it like for the voice cast and 
I mean, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, so yeah, yeah man, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm definitely going to check out the trailer as soon as we're done as well. So, uh, I mean, unfortunately, that's I think that's all we're, we're going to be able to say about it, unless Cliff, unless you want to break it down a little bit more. Well, I mean, as far as like the trailer goes, I mean, it seems kind of like a person who got disconnected um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, um, gets introduced to like, you know, gets introduced to life and they start seeing things yeah. in a different pattern. So really, that's kind of what we got. It was kind of like a teaser trailer. So once the, the right full on. trailer breaks down, then we'd be able to get a little bit more information out of it. Nice. Nice. All right. Yeah. So there it is. If you haven't seen it, uh, like me and Swag haven't, uh, go check it out. Because <laughs> I'm sure, it, you know, it's Pixar. They're definitely going to kill it. Yeah. So yeah, that's the trailer for Soul came out this week. Uh, let's keep going because we got a piece of news that I think is pretty big, but considering we don't have a whole lot of details around it. And again, this kind of just confirms stuff we had already heard. I know we we, I know for a fact we talked about this on this show earlier this year, but this just sort of uh, confirms it. Uh, we did get a small update on the Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, uh, the his DC film, the Black Adam movie. And uh, apparently from what we're hearing, the film is going to be called Black Adam versus Hawkman, which is cool for a number of reasons, because like I said, we had heard that that was sort of going to be what this movie was that Hawkman would stand against Black Adam and that would be the conflict. And I remember specifically talking about it on this show thinking like, well, duh, why wouldn't you do that? They're both Egyptian characters. That just makes sense. You know, they both have their own people, their own nations and kingdoms that they, that they would want to protect. It's like, that makes total sense. Like, why wouldn't you do that? So yeah. Um, now this is the interesting thing. I already told Swag this. I haven't told Cliff this because I want to sort of get his reaction to it. Because when I heard this, even I was like, "What the what?" <laughs> <laughs> but then I sort of came around to it because I was like, "Well, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, they don't seem to be doing anything with this other thing." Um, so what I heard, and I don't again, I don't know how true this is, but this is what I heard. Um, allegedly, the man they want to play Prince Khufu, aka Hawkman. Uh, is none other than Joe Manganiello. That's right, the guy who was playing Slade Wilson, a.k.a. Deathstroke. Uh, now, again, I, when I heard that, I was like, what? But then I was like, well, yeah, they don't seem to be doing anything with Deathstroke at the moment. I mean, aside from him being on Titans and, you know, Isai Morales is killing it over there. Um, so I was like, yeah, why not? Why not? Like, if you have Joe, why not put him in a different suit and have him play a completely different character? Because he's not going to look anything like Slade Wilson, you know? I guarantee you they're going to let him have the long hair that Joe kind of likes to have. And um, and he fits the look of Hawkman, I think. Because no offense to anybody who has played the character in live action already, um, Michael Shanks on Smallville and Falk Henshaw on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. But neither of those guys... Like, I liked their performances. I really loved uh, Michael Shanks on Smallville. But, like, neither of them look like as jacked and as imposing as Hawkman is always drawn in the comic books. So me just imagining Joe, I'm like, yeah, like that dude looks like Hawkman. Like, why not? Um so yeah, so with all that, uh Cliff, <laughs> what do you think about that? Um, I'm not a fan. I'll mm. just say it. And I I don't mean it in a demeanor sense. It's that mm-hmm. we've already been we got introduced to Joe as mm-hmm. Deathstroke in DCEU. You know what I mean, so like mm-hmm. he's already there as a character. I understand mm-hmm. that we've scrapped, like we've scrapped certain things of you know 
Batman vs. Superman, as mm-hmm. well as the Justice League. We've scrapped certain aspects of that movie out, but mm-hmm. currently, like, that's still canon, and I'm, I'm not about seeing one dude in the DC universe, or even in the Marvel universe. It goes both ways. And that's why mm-hmm. I, I, at first, I'll be honest, at first I was not with Chris Evans playing Captain America, because mm-hmm. he was already, he was already Human Torch. Anyway, but, um, he won me over, so just fans mm-hmm. chill out but it, i think it just comes to it's it's just tough man because it's he's because hawkman such an iconic character and if i've already seen joe as one character i would like to see mm-hmm. some more diversity or another person get put into that role you know what i mean yeah yeah and i mean like you're not wrong uh and i totally understand where you're coming from because honestly like you know I, I i was championing on this show i was like why not just have his deathstroke show up in the suicide squad like that makes sense to me um but again like i said like i I don't know if this is true that's just what i heard from somebody and this somebody has has not let me down so far so i'm i mean take that for whatever you will but you know until we hear something official you know it's just a rumor at this point so i I will agree though uh, swag what oh go ahead go ahead i'll say i will agree though like as far as like a body size goes and the in the way the way he looks, mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. I would 100% be yeah. on, on board. Nice, nice. Swag, what do you think about all this? Um, Yeah, I I can't really... <laughs> I don't know, man. That, that, that is kind of tough because you guys both make really good points. Um, mm. I, I do... I got to say I do agree. Like, yeah, like, it, we aren't really, you know... They're not really using Joe that much. And I feel like it is a good idea to, like, take an opportunity and put him somewhere else just way you know you mm-hmm. don't uh that person yeah. um but i mean either way i'm definitely down to see just all these characters on the big screen i and yeah. like i i always like to say like it's probably best to just not say too much and wait and see what happens because you never know what can yeah. happen no yeah that's absolutely um you know it's 100 percent true and, you know, again, just to reiterate, it's like, uh, we don't know that this is actually the case. It, it is coming from someone who I trust, but, you know, until we hear. Official. Um, until, yeah, until we hear anything official. Uh, speaking of Joe, real quick, I kind of forgot this. I want to talk about this just for a moment. Because um, Cliff brought up the, you know, the scene from Justice League. And that whole scene has sort of been a point of contention. Like, we know both Joe and Jesse Eisenberg shot that scene with Zack Snyder. However, I uh, I was given um, some information that confirms something that I had already suspected about that specific scene. Um, because for the most part, in, in the scene that's in Justice League, Joe, his face is covered by the Deathstroke mask. And so, you know, you could have him say anything and you could just uh, re-record whatever and, and, you know, do whatever you want to in post-production. Yeah. Apparent- so I've, I've gotten a hold of a piece of the script the script that Zack Snyder shot. And this just confirms that um, that scene originally was supposed to set up Ben Affleck's The Batman. Mm-hmm. This was the original dialogue that Zack Snyder shot. Uh, Lex says, they say you're the best hitman in the world. I've got a contract for you. Deathstroke responds, who's the target? Lex replies, God was not strong enough. Maybe you will be. I want you to kill the bat. That's how that scene originally played out. So... What do you guys think about that? <laughs> Death <Sick. to> Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So again, like I, 
is, you know, just in regards to Joe, I just wanted to bring that up because I, I remembered that I had received that information as we were talking about this. But yeah, man, um, I don't know, man. I think, uh, uh, again, I, I do agree with Cliff. Like, I think it sucks that, you know, like if, if you had him as Deathstroke, like why not just use him as Deathstroke? But at the same time, I'm like, well, you don't want to risk losing that guy. So if you have an opportunity to plug him in somewhere else, why not? Uh, but again, we'll see. We'll see how this all plays out. Uh, all right. So let's keep moving. Uh, Swag, I know you got a lot of stuff to talk about in games today. So why don't you go ahead and take us take us on that journey? Uh, so, uh, yeah, if you guys remember last week, I was letting you guys know that Need for Speed Heat was dropping this past Friday. And I have been playing it nonstop since then. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, that what I said uh, on last week's episode. Uh, it's it's definitely that underground street racing uh, feel and atmosphere that I have been looking for in a racing game for a really long time. Uh, That's good. I've been enjoying everything about it. Uh, I know I've only been playing it for like three days, but it's still really really good. Um, there's a lot of cars, about 129 to be exact. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and the list is incredible. There are a lot of cars that I still want to get uh, that I haven't acquired yet. Um, and it, the story is definitely better than the last Need for Speed game. I'll say that much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I got to say, like, Ever since uh, I, I've become a fan of Overwatch, I've I've also kind of followed Lucio's voice actor uh, Johnny Cruz, nice. And he is he plays one of the main characters in the game, uh, and I I just love his performance, and I love hearing what he has to say about what I did out there or the car that I just brought into the garage every time I go back. So it's it's fun. It's nice. it's definitely nice hearing that voice uh yeah that's always it's always a treat yeah and customization is has taken a step up since the last game uh it's insane and it's really fun just to sit down and perfect you know your ride and get it the way you want it to be and tuning especially has become more precise which is very uh, nice and very helpful in a game like this. So if you want to make a drift build, you can do that. If you want to make a real grip vehicle, you can do off-road or specific make a car specifically for the road. You can do that, which is really nice. Dope. And uh, exhaust tuning, sound, making that your car sound more unique than anyone else's, that's a really nice touch. Uh, and the one thing that we have been missing for... Geez, what, like eight, no, four years uh, is police in free roam. Like, if you have been missing that really intense just experience of coming close to getting busted but making it out anyways, this this game brings that. I have only been busted once, but I have had many close calls. This game's cops are serious. They mean business. And... They do not mess around, uh, especially on the higher heat levels. And my favorite part about this game and its police system, the heat level acts as a multiplier. So whatever XP you earn during the night uh, 
if you have, say, a level four heat level and you get back to the garage, that level four heat level will work as a four times multiplier to your XP, which is which makes staying out longer and pushing it and taking more risks more worth it, which makes right the on. game super fun and also, like I said before, super intense, yeah. uh, especially when there are cops all over the place and you have to maneuver through alleyways and be quick because if they see you, they're coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that definitely sounds intense. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely been having a blast. So yeah, if you guys have been, you know, on the fence, that's that's what I gotta say. Like definitely if you have been looking for this kind of game, anything that I said, if that was what you were looking for, it's got it. Nice. And it's even got a little extra for you old school players. Uh if you play the story mode, you guys can unlock some old some cars that you guys have probably been missing for a long time, such as Need for Speed Most Wanted's uh, very famous BMW M3 GTR. Nice. And I believe it is Underground Ones uh, Skyline that was owned by the character Eddie. Nice. Yes. Which is pretty sweet. <laughs> I need that in my life. Yeah, you know I'm a sucker for yeah. Skyline. So. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you guys think about just, just hearing this stuff? I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, so as soon as I can get my hands on this game, I'm definitely gonna. Uh, like I said, you know I'm a sucker for a skyline, so I'll definitely, yep. uh, definitely be working my way towards that. Cliff, what about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for the skyline. I'm gonna make mine. <laughs> if I get the full customiz- customizations, silver and mm-hmm. blue. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows, right? I like <laughs> to say silver and blue. That's what I'm gonna do. Yep. With my skyline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, probably. So. <laughs> but yeah, man, that all sounds really awesome. Yeah, and it definitely sounds like you're having a lot of fun playing that game. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Good. It's really good. Uh, what else you got for us, Swag? Uh oh. Uh, for those of you who have been playing and enjoying, uh, well, I don't know if you are enjoying it. Uh, if you have <laughs> been playing it though for these last couple of weeks. Uh, Modern Warfare. Uh, if you haven't mm-hmm. playing it, you know what I'm talking about. The 720 shotgun. Uh, yep. That thing is annoying. Uh, <laughs> they released a patch, and I haven't played since, but Cliff has, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just from what he told me, uh, still keep an eye out, because it's probably still going to be very annoying, but mm-hmm. I'm going to get on... <laughs> And hopefully I do not get demolished by <laughs> five guys sitting in a single room with that same shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cliff, what was your experience with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, because they released the new maps for yeah, yeah. college as well. Um, I was playing in the newest one and I just remember hooking around corners and dudes are like, on the other side of the map and just shooting me with the shotgun. I'm getting, I'm dying. I'm like, yep. I hate this game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, what a great way to break this game. <laughs> and, then, and then you nerf the M4. Like, of all the yeah. rifles you can yeah. nerf, you're like, oh, let's just nerf the first one you get. I'm like, dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I spent, I spent all my hard time, hard work and, 
and XP leveling that thing up, <laughs> getting it set up yeah. the way I wanted it to, and now it's just a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's frustrating. Yeah. I think I think our listeners all heard us just take a, a sigh. Just... <sighs> <laughs> that is the sound of defeat and frustration. So. <laughs> uh, what else, Swag? Uh, I can't really recall anything else. Uh, so I think that's it on my end. All right. Cliff, you have anything else you want to add? No, that's all. All right. That's going to do it for games this week, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to have uh, updates in the in the coming weeks anyway. So yeah. keep an eye out for that. If you, guys are, if you guys are excited to play Need for Speed, get out there and do it. Let us know if you are playing it. You know, we'll play with you. Yeah. All right, everybody. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll hear a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. And we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen, because we did get, well, it looks like this movie is ramping up and they show no signs of slowing down. Uh, we got some, uh, none of this has been confirmed, but we, I mean, the, the confirmation that these people are at least being looked at for roles in Matt Reeves, The Batman, and boy, I'm excited. I'm super excited. Uh, but I'm curious to hear everybody else's thoughts on this. Um, report came out this week that both Andy Serkis and Colin Farrell are in talks for roles in the movie. Andy Serkis apparently being looked at for the role of Alfred Pennyworth and Colin Farrell as, drumroll please, the Penguin. So I, I'm, I'm super stoked about this. Uh, I know how I feel about it, but I want to hear uh, what you two gentlemen have to say about this. Cliff, I'll let you go first. The precious. Ah, <laughs> the precious. We like uh, Alfred as circus. Uh, yes, we do. I, I'm a fan. I like I like circus and like everything he does. So I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna fight this one. Uh, yeah. Colin Farrell as uh, as Penguin. I I'm mm-hmm. not objective to that. It'll be interesting to see. Cobblepots with a if they let him have his Irish accent because I think that would be fly. Yeah. Plus, I feel like this role probably is suited better for Colin Farrell than what Bullseye was. Though I will say I did love him as Bullseye. I feel like this mm-hmm. might be better for him, especially now that he's got a couple, he's got years under his belt. I feel like this. Oh yeah. They could definitely work. Yeah. 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 yeah I agree with you. Um, and to kind of piggyback on that. I thought he was great as Bullseye. I mean, you know, regardless of what any of us have to say about that movie, but I thought he was he was really good. But honestly, yeah, I agree with what Cliff is saying. Like, I I love Andy Serkis. It, it seems like only a couple of weeks ago we were already praising him, right? Uh, and we're yeah. like, Andy Serkis is awesome. He can do no wrong. Um, so yeah, I think everybody out there knows we love him, and I don't think anybody's going to say anything bad about that. Uh, Colin Farrell. I have such a weird like relationship with Colin Farrell where like I, I used to be one of those guys who hated him, you know, like not because I thought he was a bad actor, but it's like you're too good looking, uh, you're too talented and you're like clearly you're banging supermodels every night. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird. Like I had this weird turnaround in the way I felt about him. Like, I don't know, like four or five years ago, I think uh, like he started showing up, like doing interviews on podcasts that I listen to a lot. And so, I, you know, I would listen to those and I was like, you know what, Colin Farrell, like, like, yes, he's way more handsome than any of us. And he's like, got like millions of dollars. But aside from that, he, he's pretty much like there's, he's one of us, you know, he's just a normal dude. Because, uh, you know, like I was listening to him talk about like 
what it was like being a father and like, you know, being a working dad and like, and, and all that stuff. And I was like, you know, he's just talking about living life. And I was like, yeah, man, I get you. I get you now. <laughs> like <laughs> 10 years ago, I was like, screw this guy. But no, I'm like, I like Colin Farrell and I think he's a talented enough actor. And like, if he does get the role, like this just goes to what I was already saying. Like you don't have to cast like a short chubby unattractive guy to play the penguin you know you can cast like a handsome dude and have it be about like his insecurities you know again like this was not my idea it was mark bernardin's but you could have it i'm kind of taking it like this specific pitch is mine like maybe when he was a kid you know he was like a chubby kid and not the best looking guy and everybody used to make fun of him call him penguin because you know he looked like a penguin when he was a kid and of course he grew up and turned into colin farrell but like everybody like in the mob you know like they never let you forget so they still call him penguin and that kind of feeds into his insecurities like even though he's like a super handsome dude on the outside he still sees himself as that chubby little kid that got made fun of so i'm into it i'm into it swag what do you think yeah Yeah. definitely yeah both both of these choices man i'm i'm in all the way uh like it definitely with uh andy circus man like that's Mm -hmm. i see that for sure uh oh yeah like that that would be sick to see him and robert just maybe even in the bat cave going over things like that that would be sweet man mm-hmm. um i agree and just and the idea of colin as the penguin like yeah i'm i'm interested to see this and to see where they go with that character mm-hmm. um and uh the funny thing about that i actually do kind of hope that they let him use his irish accent because mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, uh, I could be wrong because uh, it has been a while. Uh, but I believe the penguin in the Telltale Batman game, uh, he had an Irish accent, uh, and nice. I did kind of like that. Just the little scenes that I saw of the the penguin in that, I, I liked that twist on the character. Yeah, yeah, because that that was something that I know you and I kind of talked about briefly, where e- even I was like, I, you know, is he going to play English or you know, because I even said, like, or are they going to let him use his, his Irish accent? Because that would be cool, too. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think every live-action version of the Penguin we've seen so far speaks with an American accent. Um, yeah. Even though the character... I mean, the character is supposed to be English. You know, Cobblepot, that's an English name. But, I mean, I would not be opposed to him being Irish. I mean, you could say he was he's from an English family and grew up in Ireland and then moved to, you know, moved to Gotham. Yeah. But... I mean, like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, Cliff, what do you think? No, I mean, I've said my piece. I'm all aboard. <laughs> right on. I would, right on. I want to caveat one thing. Um, I want to see like Cobblepots just like Colin Farrell. Like someone says, "Oh, weren't you, weren't you Penguin?" And he just stabs him with an umbrella. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that's the other thing I'm interested to see. I would really like them to 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 sort of embrace the penguins, uh, his weird umbrellas. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I know I've already pitched this to to some people. I don't know if I ever said this to you guys, but like, um, like back in the day, I always had this idea of like you could do that, and you could you could sort of do it realistically too. Like where he's got like a sawed-off shotgun hidden inside of a an umbrella. Yeah. Like not even like a weird like, because you know like when you saw it off in the handle, it kind of looks like the hook to an umbrella so you would just have that hidden inside the umbrella and like he would pull it out and just blast someone and like that would be a cool little nod but like yeah. even if you wanted to go like straight up comic book style where he's got the different kinds of umbrellas like the one with the sword that comes out of it or you know 
I say do it, man. Why not? Yeah, yeah for sure. I'm in. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm into it. I think uh, Andy Circus is great. Uh, I He's got a great voice, and I could definitely hear him talking like, you know, like Alfred uh, yeah. and Colin Farrell. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board. Also, I forgot to mention this last week. Uh, Robert Pattinson has begun his training for mm-hmm. the Batman. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not on social media, but uh, <clears throat> his trainer posted a picture of the two of them in the gym together. And the caption was, uh, the Batman is coming. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, nice little nice little tease, I think. So, yeah, yeah. I think we're all pretty much on board with this news. So let, let's keep rolling. We got a lot to unbox this week uh, on TV Time. Cliff, I'm assuming you, you've seen the new episode of Titans. You would assume correct. All right. Uh, we're not going to get into that right away. Uh, let's let's do some DC TV time over on the CW. Uh, I am going to start off real quick. I'm not going to get into super hardcore details, but uh, Batwoman is currently on my shit list. they committed a cardinal crime this week they threw shade at Zack snyder and uh as soon as i saw that i immediately shut the episode off didn't even finish it so shame on you uh that's mostly due to whoever thought that was a good idea to put that in the script whoever that was shame on you uh supergirl was was fine (laughs) you know it wasn't great it wasn't terrible it was fine um black lightning was off this week so there was no new episode and then uh the flash and arrow are both going on a two-week break after this week so let's get into that right away since swag and i are both keeping up on flash and and arrow uh since we're heading into crisis so uh let's talk about it swag this week's episode of the flash was a very cisco centric episode yeah i pointed out (laughs) i pointed out i was like you know why barry and iris aren't in this one right it's (laughs) because they had to go start shooting crisis (laughs) (laughs) so yeah barry and iris like took off on vacation or whatever uh, so they weren't in a whole lot of this episode. Uh, we did get treated to a very Cisco-centric episode, which was I thought was really cool because I love Cisco and I love any time uh, Carlos Valdez gets a, gets his time to shine on this show because he's a phenomenal actor, super talented, and he gets to show off just how his entire range of emotions in this episode. Because it was a heavy, heavy emotional episode for Cisco. Um, and you know, spoiler alert: we are going to spoil the crap out of these episodes. So if you haven't seen them. You know, go go check them out and then come back and finish watching this episode. Or finish listening to this episode. Uh, Swag, what, what did you think of this episode of The Flash? Like, what were your highlights? What were some of your standout moments? Uh, yeah, like, just even, like, the, the whole idea of it, just us following Cisco through this mm-hmm. whole adventure of his. And seeing him become, you know, learn that, you know, he's not sure. Like, he says, like, you know, I'm not The Flash, but him learning like he doesn't need to be mm-hmm. and figuring out like him not being the flash is the reason why Barry trusts him to be the leader yeah. is that was a really good I really liked that about this episode yeah I really I really liked that too yeah, yeah. It, it was it was really nice to see him uh like you said it was, it, discovering that he he doesn't need to be he doesn't need to be Barry and he doesn't need to be the flash he just has to be himself because as you know, he's already proven that he's he's capable enough on the show, whether he is just Cisco or or even Vibe, you know. Yeah. So, 
which I'm curious how they're going to bring his powers back. Yeah. Because we already know he gets them back. You know, we've seen <laughs> we've seen into the future he's in the vibe suit. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm still curious about that. Although Breacher, I was wondering if that was a hint. Because remember yeah, when yeah. Cisco was talking to Breacher and he was like, will this restore my powers? And Cisco was like, no, it, it's just going to blah, 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 blah. But I'm wondering if what they did in this episode might be what reawakens his power. Because Breacher implied that, oh, you didn't get rid of your powers. You just suppressed them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm wondering. I'm curious. So Yeah, same. So, Especially yeah. from that moment, too. Because I thought maybe they were going to either like kind of get us a bit closer to that or mm-hmm. kind of give us more of an explanation on how to do that. But yeah. No, yeah. yeah I'm definitely well, and, this. Yeah. And also just the way he, he said it, it felt like it was more than just the throwaway line. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious, but yeah. So uh, what would you rate this episode slag? Uh, I'll give it a nine. Yeah. I'd give it a nine as well. It was really good. Yeah, and like I said, I I love Cisco. So anytime you give me a Cisco centric episode, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about this week's episode of Arrow. I really liked this episode. Like this was a really, really good, like well written, well handled episode. Uh, spoiler alert again, in, in case you guys forgot. <laughs> I'm gonna spoil the crap out of these. Uh, so at the end of last week's episode, we saw the kids from the future they got transported to the present. So that includes uh, Oliver's two children, uh, uh, William and Mia from the future, both grown up. And we both got, uh, we got Connor and who else showed up? Swag? I'm forgetting someone. Um, or was it just the three of them? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, th- yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that That's right, yeah. Uh, so this episode was really cool. I think because... This episode, and like I said, like I, I know the kids are going to be sticking around for a while because, I mean, obviously, the way the episode ended, they didn't just go back to the future. Haha, <laughs> back to the future. Um, <laughs> but like I know that they, they are participating in Crisis as well. So uh, they're going to be here for a while, but it was cool to... To me, it felt like they were doing to Oliver what they did with Barry last season on The Flash, where they're like, we're going to... Your kids from the future are going to come back here. And you're going to get to be a father to them as adults. And I think it worked. I really liked it, you know, because it didn't feel like they were just rehashing a story because obviously Oliver and his kids have a completely different um, sort of history with each other than Barry, Barry, Iris and Nora. So, you know, like William was all about like, oh, you know, like dad, you know, it's, you know, like he was happy. Mia did not seem to be happy <laughs> at all, uh, which you could understand why. Like, you know, it wasn't just for the sake of having angst. Like, you could understand why she was upset. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. There was a, the real that really touching moment with Oliver and William when William tells him, like, Dad, I'm gay, you know? Yeah. And Oliver just kind of smiles. He's like, I know, kid. <laughs> you know, and he's like, you knew? He's like, yeah, we, but, you know, we thought you would tell us when you were ready, you know? Yeah. And that was a really heartwarming moment for me. Like, you know, I cracked a smile and I laughed. It was just, it was nice. It was sweet. It was super sweet. So, yeah, yeah I really dug that. Uh, what did you think of this episode? What were some of your standout moments? Uh, it was pretty, it was really good. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know what I mean? Like, I like just stories about, you know, 
time travel and all that mm-hmm. especially like stuff with like you know changing the future and yeah making a better one than what mm-hmm. there is and this episode really kind of leaned deep into that one uh and yeah. so I, I liked that definitely that was my favorite part about this episode yeah um, yeah yeah uh and and you know seeing oliver and like interacting with his children and kind of being that being a father was really really nice yeah uh yeah, especially the, oh go ahead go ahead especially you know like having to talk with them and work things out and try to help them you know yeah that was really nice yeah yeah i agree i agree and like you said like i didn't even touch on the sort of the plot about them like you know like yeah because the, the episode was mainly about them like you know when we saw the kids in the future it's like things were not going well for them and then all of a sudden they're transported to the present and so they know all the horrible things that are about to happen and you know oliver and his team are like well we can change that we can change it right now and that's sort of what the whole episode was about and we saw like they they for the most part succeeded you know it's because they've already changed things they're like well this wasn't supposed to happen but this happened so it's like yeah yeah we're, we're changing the future right now so now the kids have this hope you know where it's like well we can continue to change things and hopefully it will be for the better yeah so yeah i i really like this episode for that same reason as well also you know we got the return of grant wilson uh mm. slade wilson's other son which I was like, oh, yeah, I was wondering if we were ever going to see that dude again. And we did. <laughs> so here he was. So that was pretty cool. That was a nice surprise. I was not expecting to see him at all. So that was cool. Um, yeah, what would you rate this episode, Swag? Uh, I'll, I'll do another. I'll do a 9.5 this time because this was right really, on. I liked, you know, the, the story and, and all the, yeah, just all the story beat this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, uh, I think I'm, I'm going to give this one a 10. This was a 10 for me. This was good. This was really, really good. It hit all the right emotional beats. Uh, the story was re- really well done. And like I said, a few a few surprises. So yeah, yeah this was definitely a 10 out of 10 experience for me. All right. So that's going to do it for uh, DC on the CW. Now I'm going to geek out about Watchmen on HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so than I have in previous episodes because uh, I- I'm talking about episode three, title... She was killed by space junk. <laughs> Great title, by the way. But uh, I did sort of freak out, and I made a couple posts on Twitter about this episode while I was watching it last week. Uh, but I'm going to talk, and again, no restraint on spoilers. I'm going to spoil this shit out of this episode. So if you guys haven't seen it, go watch it. Come back. Um, this episode was incredible. Like, no joke. I'm going to give you my rating right off the top because I can't. I'm not going to wait. So if I was giving, if I gave episode one and episode two 20 out of 10, this is a 50 out of 10. And that's not an exaggeration. That's just how good this show is. Like, oh my God, this show has given me so many, so much great, like, it's just great entertainment. It's so well written. It's so well performed. But this episode specifically did a handful of things and it did one thing that, and this is not an exaggeration, it did something that made me stand up out of my seat and applaud the show. Like, I was so... Ah, all right, look, I'm going to spoil the crap out of this. So let's get into it. So this episode, uh, it reunites us, the audience, with uh, Lori, the second Silk Spectre. So that's cool. Uh, she's an FBI agent right now, and she has taken. she's actually taken her father's name, Blake. So she's going by Lori Blake. 
And if you remember, uh, that's uh, the comedian, uh, Ed- Edward Morgan Blake. Uh, so she's going by Lori Blake now, and she's an FBI agent. And ironically, she's hunting down masked vigilantes, which is you find out why. Uh, because in this episode, you also find out that Dan Dryberg, the second Night Owl, is in prison because the, the two of them continued to be masked vigilantes after the events of Watchmen, and they were both detained, and uh, Lori cut a deal that she would work for the FBI, and hopefully she could work off uh, Dan's debt, and he would be set free as well. But currently, he's still in prison, so who knows if we'll get to see him. Uh, Damon Lindelof says that there are no plans for him to show up on the show, but I guarantee you that's bullcrap. <laughs> like, there's no way he's not going to show up on the show. Um, so, yeah, so she has been called into Tulsa because of everything that's been happening. And so she goes there to sort of uh, figure out what's going on. And it's really great. She's played by Jean Smart in the show, and she is fantastic in the in, in this episode. And I guarantee you she will continue to be fantastic. She's amazing. Uh, we do get to see an Andy Warhol esque uh painting of uh silk specter and it is it's like young gene smart um dr manhattan night owl dan dryberg uh, and again like the fact that he's on there i guarantee you they have an actor cast but we just couldn't tell who it was because his face is heavily covered by the goggles mm-hmm. and the cowl and everything so uh and the other one was we got to see ozzy mandius adrian Vite. although and this is going to play into what happened later when we saw that painting uh, Ozymandias was kind of blurry and out of focus, and you couldn't really tell who it was, but you could still kind of tell who it was. But <laughs> again, we'll get into that a little bit later. So that was cool seeing that image. And they're all in their comic book costumes, not the costumes from the movie, because like I said, this is a sequel to the comic book, not the movie. Um, we got to see a lot of really cool stuff. We did get to see the squid from the comic book very briefly, and it looked horrifying. Um, and yeah, so aside from all that really cool stuff, the thing that real, that the thing that I'm talking about that made me stand up and applaud was, so Jeremy Irons was cast on the show and we kind of knew who he was playing, although they kind of threw curveballs at us on the show. Cause in the first two episodes, he appears in all episodes of the show, but in the previous two episodes, he, he's never mentioned by name. Uh, and you know, he's sort of secluded away from everyone else like his whole plot is taking place way away from everything else so you know you don't really know what he's up to or what his whole story arc is about but in this episode it's funny like i thought like oh that's a that's definitely a hint at who he is and then the scene keeps going it's like okay they're not even trying to hide it at this point and then they straight up just reveal who he is and i was like so there's a scene where you see a bust uh and it has a mask on it a purple mask and i was like hmm that's interesting uh and then he then quotes uh, i'm gonna spoil it right here he quotes adrian Vite from the comic book he says i am not a, ser- a republic serial villain and i was like that's what adrian said in the comic book hmm. uh, but he's writing a letter and then at the end he says uh sincerely adrian Vite." And I was like, yes, yeah, <laughs> I freaked out. I was like, yes, oh my God, yes. And then this is the moment that made me stand up and applaud. Immediately following that reveal, Jeremy Irons puts on the comic book Ozymandias suit. And it was at that point where I stood up out of my chair and I was, 
this was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I didn't even know how much I needed it until I saw it. Jeremy Irons as Ozymandias. Are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> I'm so on board. This episode, like, I saw the first two episodes of this show. And as great as they were, I never revisited them. This episode I've watched three times. <laughs> like, it's, it's so good. Like, Everything about this, the writing to like Lori's plot and everything that's going on with her and all the cool Easter eggs. Uh, and then, of course, just everything they did with Jeremy Irons and Adrian Veidt in this episode was amazing. Like it, it, it blew my mind. Like I said, like I, we kind of already knew that's who he was playing, but even still the reveal, it still like it worked. It, I was fanboying so hard. <laughs> like I cannot tell you, I cannot stress enough. This show is so good. Like, and this is where I'm going to start talking about Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross as well, because they are the the two gentlemen who are scoring the show. And the first volume of the soundtrack for the show dropped this week. I got my hands on it. I've been listening to it nonstop. It's so good. Um, this show as a whole, I didn't realize how much it, just how much it was giving me as a fan, like specifically me. Because Watchmen is my favorite comic book of all time. Um, these characters are characters I love. The cast on this show are people who I love. I love Jeremy Irons. Uh, I love Gene Smart. I love uh, Regina King. And also, Swag, you remember I was telling you there's a character on the show called Pirate Jenny? Yeah. I just found this out. that She's played by Jessica Camacho, who played Gypsy on The Flash. So, <laughs> so there you go. Like And this whole world like coming coming into it and seeing it put up on screen in live action and then to top it all off they got my favorite musician of all time to come in and create the score for this like i love this show so much (laughs) so so much the score by trent reznor and atticus ross if you're not if you haven't listened to it do yourself a favor and listen to it. It's available on all streaming platforms right now. You can listen to it on Spotify right now. It's so good. The first volume is 15 tracks. And when I was talking about it to somebody, they were like, okay, but what are your favorite tracks from the, from the, the soundtrack? I was like, they're all amazing. But if I have to narrow it down to like my absolute favorites, I was like, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. Uh, I still picked like eight, <laughs> eight <laughs> of the 15 tracks. That's how, And those are just the top ones, okay? Again, the entire, this entire soundtrack, amazing. So do yourself a favor, check it out. It's fantastic. Whew, all right, so that's me geeking out about Watchmen. <laughs> it's amazing. If you're not watching it, you need to be watching it. If you haven't listened to the soundtrack, you need to listen to the soundtrack. It's fantastic. All right. <laughs> that's uh that's gonna do it for this week's uh review of watchmen so all right let's get into it let's talk about titans on the dc universe cliff since uh swag and i kind of have been doing all the talking for the most part (laughs) why don't you go ahead and let us know uh Take us into Titans this week. What did you think about this episode? Um, so Dick Grayson, to me mm-hmm. right now, is equivalent mm-hmm. to what 60-year-old women probably think of their tramp stamp. Just like not very highly. 
<laughs> I can't stand this man right now. I hate this guy so much. God, <laughs> fuck Robin. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So let's, let's kind of jump into the episode, right? So uh, Connor, right, uh, still mm-hmm. kind of out doing his own thing. Him and Crypto split mm-hmm. because he yells at Crypto, tells him to get lost. Uh, yeah. But I'm not going to dig any further into spoilers. We'll just talk about, like, there's that relationship going on. Um, Mm -hmm. But I really, I don't know, it's perplexing to me because I understand why Dick wanted to go to jail. But then, like, Mm -hmm. he's, like, so driven by his moral compass. He's just like, I'm not here to help anybody. I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. And then you fucking help people break out of prison. Sorry, spoiler. (laughs) I'm like these goddamn assholes. That's like... <laughs> so, um, I, overall though, I did like the episode. I just mm-hmm. right now, I'm just not vibing with Dick. <laughs> when when Dick finally decides it's time to be a grown up and do grown up shit, then I'm gonna be like, all right, cool. Let's get back on. Let's get back on the road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I get it. I get it. But I mean, also, oh man. There's a lot of stuff in this episode that I really, really, really loved. Um, yeah. I loved that moment with Crypto when he, he shows up at the town. <laughs> like, that was one of my favorite <laughs> yes. moments. Like, when, when Gar pulls up the, the camera, it's like, who's there? And then you just see Crypto pop up. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, yo, fool, get out here. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was a great moment. Um, I really like sort of the... Because this episode gave us uh, the explanation. This gave us their explanation for where Dick gets the idea for Nightwing. Yeah, and I really liked it. Yeah. I really liked it. Uh, no, it's not the it's not the story from the comic books, which I was hoping we were going to get, but we didn't get. But I I really liked this one. I liked this explanation because uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, this is me being a comic book nerd. Uh, the story of Nightwing was told to Dick Grayson by Superman, and it comes from an old Kryptonian story where there was a superhero on Krypton called himself Nightwing. And uh, Clark, or Superman, told Dick this story after Dick and Bruce had their falling out. And he... It, it's one of my favorite moments in the in the origin where uh, Dick decides to go to Metropolis. And, you know, he seeks out Clark, you know, because he's like, well, I, I need someone to talk to. And I need someone who's not Bruce, you know. Mm-hmm. So who does he go to? The person who's like the exact opposite of Bruce. <laughs> He goes to Clark, and Clark sees that he's dealing with a lot of stuff, and he, he sits him down and tells him this story about uh, Nightwing from Krypton. And it's one of my favorite moments from uh, that origin. And I was hoping we were going to get it. Like, I told Swag, I was like, obviously we're not going to get Clark to tell the story. But, like, I was like, the idea, I, the way I would have done it was, like, we have Connor, and we know he has memories from both uh, Clark and Lex. I was like, maybe yeah. he tells him the story. But obviously that didn't happen. Uh, but I like I do like the I do like the explanation they gave us on the show. I thought it worked. So no, I I dug it. Um, I really liked what was going on with Raven this episode. Like it <laughs> yes. was was crazy and kind of messed up. Uh, it, which <laughs> leads me to believe that hey, maybe her you know maybe her dad is still you know he's not he's not gone. So yep. so yeah, th- there there was some crazy stuff going on this episode. Uh, Swag, what did you think of this episode? Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Um, mm. and yeah, like the, the explanation for Nightwing, um, that was also really, that was really cool and a nice way to 
to do it if you weren't going to do it the traditional way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, especially, you know, just the way that that whole thing carries out, um, which was also nice. Uh, yeah. Um, um, uh, <laughs> it's funny because it's like, you know, we, we just watched it, mm-hmm. but like there's still like a lot that I'm trying to remember. Like mm-hmm. there's some stuff that that's kind of slipping my mind. Um, definitely, I love the stuff between Gar and Connor. That stuff mm-hmm. was pretty good. Uh, and and seeing kind of Clark's side come out in Connor, that was really really nice. Seeing him like kind of yeah care for for Gar and and even just like you know like I I did the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to have, like, I deserve to be punished, but not the people around me. Yeah, that was that was really really nice. I liked that. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I really liked all that stuff too. Also, I really liked that uh, Ryan Potter got to show off his martial arts skills in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was cool. That was really cool. So yeah, Cliff, uh, any other thoughts on this episode? No, I I just wanted to say that like I enjoyed everybody else's story arc. Just not Dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody's like, "All right, well, thank, but Dick was thank the you for person. Dick was the <laughs> person in the story. I know. Guard, guard looked amazing when he's just kicking the shit out of all the, all the yeah. soldiers. It's like, yeah. yo. Then he changed, and I I loved, I loved the kind of twist, like right towards the end. I don't want to say what it is, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, it was just it just shows like yeah. what. Beast Boy wants to be all about. Just put it that way. Yeah, I was hyped. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so uh, let let's get into rating this episode. Uh, Cliff, what would you rate this episode? If we take out all the stuff with Dick, it was a <laughs> nine and a half. Put the stuff with <laughs> Dick in there. I think I'm gonna put it at like a like eight point seven five. Just yeah. All right. There you go. Cliff gave us two ratings, but <laughs> swag. What would you rate this episode? Um, yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a nine. Yeah, I think I think it was, this is a nine for me as well. Uh, considering I, I think I gave last week's episode an eight. Yeah. So no, yeah, I think this is a nine. I really, really enjoyed this episode. So, uh, yeah, there it is. If you guys haven't seen it. Uh, why are you listening to this show? Like, go watch that. <laughs> but if you have seen it, let us know what you thought. Uh, what would you rate this episode? All right. Oh, all right. Yeah, super short episode this week. It looks like that's going to do it for us, unless you guys had anything else you wanted to mention, Cliff? No, no, not mm-hmm. at all. Oh, all right. uh, actually, oh, go ahead, I Greg. just remembered something. Hmm. Uh, uh, there was a recently about uh, Ooh. the release of the next. Mortal Kombat character, which is oh, going nice. to be Sindel. and that's kind of I was I was actually talking to my 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 crew. Uh, I think it was mm-hmm. last night. I said I was like, you know what's like bad timing on my part? Is deleting <laughs> MK for space, and I was like, because now I that leaked you came out, and I was like, yeah, it, Sindel's dropping like later this month. I was like, I'm gonna have to reinstall it again. <laughs> I was like, so I got to delete something else. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Uh, so Cliff, Cliff, what do you think about that? You excited? Hell yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I I wasn't crazy enough to delete MK11. I deleted a <laughs> bunch of other stuff. <laughs> I had to find hey, other man. other things to delete. 
Like somehow I still have like priorities, boys. Yeah, I still have, <laughs> I still have Mortal Kombat X on my uh, on my Xbox One. Nice. I'm not getting nice. rid of that. That's insane. That's a fanboy right there. Well, I mean, you gotta you gotta like consider that I also use my PlayStation to store all my footage. So That's that true. also takes a lot of space. So yeah, but you have store up all that footage game? to make those videos. <laughs> Yeah, he he does, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, When is that supposed to be dropping? I believe it is on the 25th. I'll I'll go check real quick. All right. And while he's doing that, uh, Cliff, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you online? Yeah, so you guys can find me on all your favorite social media platforms at CM underscore Miller 85, whether at Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, I don't know, Reddit everywhere um you guys can also catch me right here as always on nerds and roundtable as well as frankensteiners well frankenculture presents frankensteiners the raw nxt um and then you guys can also find me uh i'll be live streaming actually this week um i believe i want to check the date really quick um it'll be a, it'll be on saturday uh the 16th nice. um i'll be uh live streaming backstage and the front of uh aw's final show called final verdict where i will be taking on uh my friend well i don't want to say my friend but asriel (laughs) for the dc championship uh so that'll be a pretty big matchup and then the following week i will actually be doing wcf show on the 22nd and it is called King of Ladders, where I will be defending my WCF World Television Championship against Logan. Nice. So you guys can check yeah. those matches out. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely definitely check that out, guys. All I right, was, Swag, did you, did you get a, the release date on that? Yeah, I was a day off. It's the 26th of this month. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, and apparently that it was actually official and not even a leak. Because oh, right apparently on. we've got the release dates for everyone else. Yeah, uh, we, yeah we've got so. Joker on the 28th of January and Spawn mm-hmm. on the 17th of March. Yep, still so, what? Yeah. Still a ways away. Still, yep. All, still. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for that update, Swag. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and pimp the YouTube channel. Yeah, guys, come over to YouTube. Come to the channel, Mr. Swagtastic. Uh, we we try to throw parties every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, mm-hmm. uh, and there's going to be quite a bit of Need for Speed on the channel uh, going forward. Uh, so yeah, yeah, hope you guys are interested in that. If you are, come over. Right on, right on. You heard him. Uh, go check him out, Mister Swagtastic on YouTube. It's worth it, folks. Uh, I am Antonio Padilla. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Vero and tiktok at tron pilgrim you can find me on instagram snapchat at tron pilgrim 87 uh, you can find me right here on nerds of the round table uh anchor.fm slash nerds follow nerds of the round table on facebook and uh yeah you can catch me hanging back like keanu reeves <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a silly reference if you get it let me know uh, <laughs> all right let's get out of here because i got uh watchmen silicon valley and rick and morty to watch tonight so join us next week everybody same nerd time same nerd channel good night folks <laughs>